Hi, this is Millie, and thank you for listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been searching for. First of all, I want to welcome my new listeners, and like always, to my loyal listeners, I hope that I can continue to be support to you. Um, I really do appreciate those messages I get because sometimes this becomes hard for me because I'm reliving and, and digging the past and sometimes I wonder, am I doing the right thing for me? But I think that I am doing the right thing by continuing this. Um, I haven't uh, recorded a podcast in a few days because I've been sick. Um, stomach bug. It's not COVID because I would have, by now I'd have other symptoms besides just, you know, the stomach issues. It's, it's a normal stomach bug and it lasts a few days. I'm, I'm still in recovery now. Um, so I just, you know, every time I get that message that tells me, your life is like mine. This person in your life is this person in mine. It's so validating for me that it makes me think I will never stop this. And actually my thoughts is I'm going to move forward with other things that have to deal with this, including maybe coaching, um, just to get you guys thinking about what you want with your own futures. But anyway, one topic that would be a big deal in coaching is what this podcast is about. And please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers. All one word, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, so what I want to talk about is what happens to your identity when you realize that people that have raised you haven't allowed you to create an identity for yourself. And if you're not sure if you're one of those people, I can give you a few symptoms of not having an identity or trying to figure out who you are constantly. And maybe you never connected some of these things, but I can tell you, I've just realized some of them myself in the past year or a year and a half. I, I realized it. And one thing, and this is going to sound silly, but it's, it's true is changing your look, the way you look for me, it was my hair. I cut my hair constantly. Like my hair was short for years I was blonde. I ha- I would go from blonde back to red hair. Then I wouldn't want the red hair after a few, like a month or two. And I would do um, an oops, color oops, ladies, if you've ever done that. Um, and then start with brown and then start bleaching. So I'd go back to blonde. It was intensely disturbing. That I couldn't have peace with one color hair and letting my hair just be. 
and grow. And in the last year, not just because of COVID, but a year, year and a half, I've let my hair be and I noticed it. It kind of just happened. It wasn't something that I, that I was thinking about consciously going, well, you need to stop and stop messing with your hair. Because when I first went no contact, I went as far as I cut my hair really short. Um, it was shaved on the sides. It was kind of a female mullet. I got the idea from watching the, an HBO show with Sharon Stone in it. And I liked her hair. Um, it was called mosaic, I believe. (laughs) Um, I liked her hair and I wanted, and I wanted that haircut and I got my hair cut that way. And I, and I was blonde at that time. And my hairstylist pointed out, um, it's like a conditioner that you can put in your hair and it makes your hair pink or purple for a period of time. I would never have been, have even thought of making my hair pink because I know the criticism coming from my mother would have been, you know, unbearable. So I had pink hair for a little while and that little while, cause it only lasted two or three weeks at most. I got, I got it out of my system, right? I did it. I did something that wouldn't align with my mother and gave me that little bit of, I I did, you know, freedom. I did it. I did something to myself. I'm in control of how I look. And then after that was that I, I realized I wasn't messing with my hair as much. Right, it started to grow out. I did the color. I have a lot of gray hair. I'm almost completely gray. So I do color my hair. Not a secret. <laughs> um, and I and I color it an auburn color, which everyone like every color I've ever been, people always like the auburn. So I I've stuck with the auburn and I don't mess with my hair. I just don't. Right now, I want a haircut because I haven't had a professional haircut in so long that I desperately want one so that my hair looks nicer. But I'm not in the in the mindset of I need to change my hair color. I need to change my hair. And some of you may have experienced this with other things. It doesn't have to be hair, right? It could be anything, right? The way you dress. Getting a piercing right? That, that, that your, your mom would have, you know, berated you for and called you names. I know if I would have gotten a nose piercing, for example, my mom would have just called me names and said I was low class and that I couldn't go to her house wearing it. Uh, things like that, you know, and I'm sure you have been there, right? So that's only the, the symptom of the not having an identity or feeling like you don't have an identity. The truth of the matter is we have the strongest identities uh, out of the population, I believe, of many people, right? It's easy to be a certain way when you're raised differently and you are encouraged to look for what you like and then grow up with that idea, grow up with that, and then be able to pick and and try different things and find yourself. 
as opposed to us. We, we, we didn't have that opportunity. We had to be a carbon copy. Am I dating myself here? A scanned, um, file of, (laughs) of our mothers or fathers, right? Mostly our mothers, I would say in this case. So we had to be them. And now a lot of us find ourselves distant, what, no matter what the distance is, but at a distance and not knowing who we are over here by ourselves. But let me tell you something, just the fact that you're listening to this, just the fact that you follow me on Instagram is a huge thing because it's giving you that permission, that validation to say, I can be anyone I want to be. I can have pink hair and it's okay. No one's going to judge me for my pink hair. And if they do, that's their problem, right? So who are we? I'm going to tell you who you are. And that, and I'm going to tell you only a part of who you are. The rest of it's up to you. You are an extremely kind person with a bigger heart than most people. You are non-judgmental. You have so much love in your heart that you tried very, very hard your entire life to love someone into changing. And you've probably done it for more than one person. You are sensitive, but in a good way, right? We feel things deeply, but that's not a bad thing. I hate that the word sensitive or or saying you're too sensitive is, is so negative because it's not negative. To feel things deeply is not a negative thing and it's not something that needs to be fixed. Unless it's to the point where you're it's affecting your life. Like you break down crying at work all the time. That's different. But for most of us, we're just sensitive. We watch an episode of a TV show we like. We watch This Is Us and we cry. Even if we say we're not going to cry this time, we end up crying. That's me. Um, so you're sensitive and you're loving and you're caring. And you have been given this ginormous job to stop the abuse, the cycle of abuse, the chain of abuse coming down from the pipe, from your family and from your background. That's who you are. Okay. As far as identifying with a look or identifying with a group of your sexuality, that's, that's all you, right? That's all you. That's, if you are gay, you are gay, right? And I know a narcissistic parent would never accept that. That goes beyond, um, the understanding, right? They would never accept that because being gay is horrible thing. You, if you're gay, that reflects on them badly because they raised you gay or something, Um, that's not how it works. Um, you, you yourself, now that I'm talking about gay, 
or all the different facets of gay that there are now. Um, not that there are now that are being, um, that have a category or, or be, you know, people are respecting now. Um, you know that it's not a choice that people are, are born that way. You know, it's, it's their sexual preference. I don't like the word preference. It's their sexual identity. So how do you identify? You know, what colors do you like? I know I jumped from one thing to another, but what colors do you like? What what food do you really like? What, you know, what is your career? What's your profession? Now, that's a, a sticky wicket right there because your profession should not identify you as a person because your qualities as a person, I told you before, many of the qualities that you already have, right? You're probably super friendly and are very open to meeting new people and listening to them. You probably act like a therapist um, to a lot of people because you care so much. But... Your career should not be your identity. You are not a teacher in all of your life if you're a teacher in, in your job. And I say, and I picked that out because I've said it before. I was a math teacher, high school and middle school for six years. And while I was a teacher, that was my identity. I was a teacher. And I couldn't do certain things and I couldn't, it was like, my mother's narcissism along with the profession's narcissism and control over you, um, over things like don't post things on Facebook that, you know, you can't, you can't post a picture on Facebook where you're drinking a glass of wine, even though you're an adult and you're not doing anything wrong. You know, um, your being a lawyer is not your identity. It is who you, what you do to make money. Being a doctor, it is what you do to make money. Yes, those things are great, being a lawyer, being a doctor. But it shouldn't identify you. Okay? No one is better than anyone else. And your career, what you've chosen, or just what you do to make money, to make ends meet, is not the end all thing for you, right? It shouldn't be, right? A lot, a lot of people put their careers and make that their first priority. And that, you know, that is your choice. I am not here to judge anybody. But the one thing I've learned with having, um, work phobia because of all of the bad experiences I've had at work plus mom, (laughs) um, is that, my job didn't identify me and will never identify me whether I work again or not. Right? I feel an identity with this, with my podcast and being escaping narcissistic mothers or narcissistic parents. I feel that I am that, but I'm not that. That's not, that's a part of my life. Right. And the part that I got to, because I had to live through being 
the daughter of a narcissistic mother. What a horrible way to get there. But I am proud of what I do. And when I, again, when I get that validation that it's helping people, I have to continue. Because that's one person who is telling me, thank you for what you're doing. How many people are listening and and taking tips and and not contacting me to tell me, hey, I listened to your podcast and I, you know, something you said really struck me and I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to distance myself from toxic people, right? So because of that, I will not stop this. And I love you guys. I want to make my mark in the world in a way that is different. And I'm doing that now, right? But that's not my goal. That was never my goal. My goal in in starting this was just, I, I want to be surrounded by people who understand me. I never knew how far it would go. I have my husband to thank for it. So, who are you and who am I? You know, we all have different titles. Mom, wife, husband, girlfriend, boyfriend. Whatever your title is, doesn't really matter. It's who you are on the inside. That's what matters, right? And that is one of the biggest issues we face because our mothers are narcissists or our fathers are narcissists. And it's not socially acceptable to to say that out loud or to even point it out to other family members. It's But it's your mother. Yeah, so what? You're going to tell me that female criminals that have been arrested and put in jail that are, non, are, are, are mothers cannot be mothers, is what you're saying, is that they cannot be mothers. Just because you biologically can have a child does not mean that you cannot be a narcissist. You can be anything, right? So, I hope that this has helped you in a different way. This is a little different than my other podcast because... I'm not specifically talking about a narcissistic trait or I'm talking about you and, and your identity, right? And the symptoms of feeling like you don't have an identity is, is trying out those things that you may have thought mom or dad or whatever, whomever would have never let you do, right? Or dressing in a way that they wouldn't have let you or putting that, getting that piercing, we're getting that tattoo. That's all all right. That's all good. Right? With me, like I said, since my mother was in my life, instead of, you know, doing something that drastic, it was always my hair, my hair, my hair. You know? And now that I'm getting older and I have an autoimmune disease, my hair is dry and I'm sorry that I did so much to it earlier on, that I damaged it so much with coloring it um, and doing things to it. I wish I could have just looked the same all the time. 
instead of, wow, I was blonde, so I know when that happened, so I, and I was a redhead here, so I know when that happened, and, oh, my hair was a little bit longer there, but, oh, I cut it again. It was terrible with my hair. So I'm sure you all have something that you kind of obsessed about changing constantly just to find the right fit, and the right fit was letting it go, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just like, okay, I am going to color my hair, but... I'm going to stick to the one color that everyone agrees looks best on me, and I'm going to leave my hair alone aside from that. That's what's usually the best fit, because it's it's you. That's you, in a nutshell. No, it's not, I'm not saying it's not fun to color your hair. Um, I've thought about going purple. Not easy to do when your hair is red. But um, I think purple would be fun. And, and goes really well with the salt and pepper color under here, so... We'll see. Maybe my hair will be purple. Um, so, I hope that that helped you out a little bit. Gave you a little perspective on some of the things that you may have been doing. That you didn't realize was really trying to seek out who am I and what should I look like. Um, and I hope it helped. I hope it helped. Um, and I'm going to stop there. And I'm going to send you all of my love and my peace, and my want for you to be safe and healthy. And until next time.